The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for parental guidance. Hi folks, this is Ian W. Hill, the co-creator and sound designer of the science fiction sitcom for your ears, Life with Althar, currently in the middle of its third and final season. And I'm here with co-creator and showrunner Barrett Johnson. Hello! We also both write, act, and do almost all the other jobs on the show. Along with the other 23 members of the Gemini Collision Works Theater Company. And we're coming to you, as always, from the Gemini Collision Works Radiophonic Workshop deep below South Brooklyn. An audio wonderland where anything can happen. Platypus Parkour! What? Oh, wow. Look at him go. So, what we'll be sharing with you here in this year's nominee showcase is Dial O for Bigelow, episode 20 from October of 2020, midway through our second season. As for what you might need to know about the characters, well, Life with Althar is the story of John B. A spectacularly unlucky human who was forced to leave Earth after an incident that cost him his job, his girlfriend, his family, and his legal right to call himself human in the first place. And his friend and roommate, Althar. Who is an Iltorian, a species considered throughout the galaxy to be the kindest, sweetest, most delightfully considerate beings you'd ever want to meet. But who look to humans like unspeakable eldritch horrors that we absolutely can't catch so much as a glimpse of without vomiting in Terror. And that's if you're lucky. Right. And all of this is happening on the Human Exchange Concourse, better known as the Fairgrounds, a space station that was built to host the first annual Galactic Fair, an event intended to show off humanity's greatness to the rest of the galaxy. And which turned out to be a really good example of why you never call something the first annual until you're sure there's going to be a second one. So, the Fairgrounds ended up as a decrepit rest stop for sapiens on their way out of human space to somewhere better, or a permanent residence for folks with nowhere better to go. We should note that a lot of the staff on the Fairgrounds are robots who were originally built to portray famous figures from human history and fiction. They were reprogrammed to do new jobs, but it wasn't cost-effective to update their appearances or voices, so some of them may sound familiar. As for the other non-human characters, Mrs. Frondernax is a plant being of the Fulnari species, who looks exactly like a common parlor palm from Earth, and by this point in the series, we know that she is up to some kind of possibly sinister spy activity for her people, but we don't know why. And Lieutenant Frawl, the station's second in command, is an energy being of unknown known origins, who perceives reality in 27 dimensions, is probably omniscient and quite possibly omnipotent. In other words, just your standard run-of-the-mill sitcom. With aliens, robots, sentient plants and energy clouds, secrets, murders, a giant cast, and a really long running time. So we hope you enjoyed Dial O for Bigelow. And we hope that if this is your introduction to Life with Althar, that you'll go back and start the story from the beginning and spend some more time getting to know our friends on the fairgrounds. So on behalf of Barrett, myself, and all of us at Gemini Collision Works, thank you for your attention. And it's a pleasure working for you. Sergeant Diegetic, this is a crime scene. We're talking a real no-jacking murder case here. Have some respect. Sorry about that, Commander. Lieutenant, the scene is just through the last door on the left there. Thanks. Is there... a lot of blood? Oh, no, sir. He was strangled. Great. 
I'm not good with blood. Oh dear, Jones and a gunny sack. Wow. That is quite the strangulation job. I'm not sure I've ever seen a human's face either that swollen or that deep a shade of purple. And the combination is quite striking. If you're done with your aesthetic experience, Frawl, can someone cover it up, please? Has medical signed off on this yet? Dr. Mwangi is on her way down now, sir. Fine. All right, then. Frawl, who did this? I can't say, sir. What do you mean? It's never been a problem for you before. I mean, we've only had a half a dozen or so outright murders during my command here. Five, actually, sir. Right? But in all of those cases, you just did your shimmer thing and fingered the culprit within a minute of us finding the body. Well, there uh, was that one time you mentioned it in passing on the bridge. At the same time, the actual killing was occurring 20 floors away. I suppose I might have been more proactive on that one, in retrospect. So, make with the wind chimes and tell us who our current culprit is, so I can get on with tossing them in the deepest cell we have until the next circuit judiciary session. Again, Commander, this is one of those occasions... Okay! Okay! You don't have to say it. Just another one of those... Sorry! The omnipresent, omniscient, and well-nigh omnipotent second-in-command won't actually help because of reasons situations. Yes? Quite so, Mindy. There is a significance to this one. Significance. What the hell could be so significant about some drifter getting himself gacked in a cheap spotel pod where... Everything up to and including the sheets is nailed down. This guy was... Hey, what was this poor bastard's name anyway? Travel documents and room booking are under the name of Charles Flitcraft, sir. Flitcraft. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. Oh. Mindy, do you know a Mr. Flitcraft? I know a code name, a code name we established years ago. We were a corporal. I, I'm going to need you to lift that sheet again. I have to get a good look at this man's face. Oh, look at that disgusting. Yes. Okay, you can put it back now. It's him. It's been years, but it's him, damn it. Oh, by the name of Nell's little fuzzy tum, it's him. Who is he, Mindy? Crawl, let me introduce you to Bigelow, my contact on Earth. Your ex-colleague that's been regularly feeding you secret behind-the-scenes information on events within the solar system for years until recently when his only messages have been sparse cryptic missives implying imminent danger to us on the fairgrounds? Very same, if oddly phrased. You're right, Frawl. This isn't just some tawdry killing in a two-credit spotel anymore. Someone killed Bigelow 
was much bigger than that. And furthermore, as far as I'm concerned, now it's personal. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, really, Frawl? Chunk, chunk. Gemini Collision Works presents Life with Alpha Season 2 Episode 20 Dial O for Bigelow Ow! Moni's nose that's bright. Dr. Mwangi, do you really need to photograph the scene with that old thing? Commander? I take my photography seriously, and they've never improved on this kind of camera for detail work. I don't care what anyone says. You asked me to take special care of this case, and I'm taking the best possible care. Cover your eyes if you like. I want to take one last shot here. Ah, squeeze! Okay. I want this done as carefully and by the book as possible, so do what you need to do. But I want those pictures in my hands the minute they're developed by the crime lab. Crime lab? And you clowns. This case is now top priority, you hear me? Seal this pot up tight so we can go over it nanometer by nanometer. <laughs> Jiggled you and the dot clowns. What the hell was Bigelow doing on the fairgrounds in a place like this? And why wouldn't he tell me he was coming? Perhaps he couldn't. This turn of events would suggest that the dangers he had been trying to warn us about may be real. How exactly did he become your informant in the first place, sir? Bigelow used to be a hotshot in League forces. One of the best of us, really. I met him back in our academy days. He was always interested in secrets, strange conspiracies, the real weirdness. Everyone thought he was crazy, but he sure wasn't stupid. We got on quite well at the academy and afterward, too. Because you knew he was right. He wasn't crazy. Bigelow? Oh, no. Bigelow is as crazy as a soup sandwich. But, yeah, a lot of the time he was right. He could get away with being eccentric because despite all the raving, he got results. He took down that huge violent splinter group of Earth Firsters. Famous case. Amazing work. So, yeah, for a while, he really seemed like he was going places. Then one day he just... Went someplace. Quit the service. Dropped out of sight completely. Except for me. I never actually saw him again after he left. He would always find a way to keep in touch. Coded emails, strange notes in my deliveries. Sometimes a couple times a week. Sometimes just once a year. But he always let me know he was still out there. And when you refer to this case as personal, Mindy? What? Oh, no. I dodged that bullet for once. But he was a good friend. A good friend. And I could always trust him. Which is more than I can say for any of my other so-called friends from the old days. I don't recall you receiving any personal messages here on the fairgrounds from any former colleagues back in the solar system, sir. Exactly. You really can't just do your frawl thing and tell us who did this. Sorry, sir. This crime must be investigated and solved by someone else. Did someone say Sherlock Holmes, Bot? 
No. They said someone else. How did you get in here? To the first, if one removes the law enforcement and command personnel in this room already investigating this dastardly crime, that leaves only myself and my associate, Miss Veronica Gardens, who is not, strictly speaking, an investigator or investigatrix. Hello, squires. And as the only investigator in the vicinity who could thus be defined as someone else is myself, Sherlock Holmes bot, when one in this room says someone else, they might as well be saying Sherlock Holmes bot, which again is myself. Genius Holmes. To the second, viz, how I got in here, I cleverly disguised myself as Dr. Mwangi's stretcher. No, you didn't. I kept telling you I wasn't going to push you in. Well, to seal the deal, I had Miss Garden slip 20 credits to the corporal guarding the door. Corporal Ness! Hey, I didn't know this Bigelow stiff actually had pull around here. I thought it was just business as usual. So you see that once again, Sherlock Holmes bot has outwitted the lazy minds of law enforcement. Yes, very impressive. Corporal, get this deranged tin can out of here before he spoils the crime scene. Spoils? Spoils, Kamala? Why, look here and fathom if you can. See what you make of this. Aha. Uh, that's a branch, like off a plant. Indeed! So? There are several plants in this room. It might have fallen off any of them. Might it have, Commander? It would seem possible. But did it, Commander? Definitely not. For you see, all the foliage in this thoroughly squalid, albeit highly affordable, spotel room are plastic simulacra. And this branch before us is a very real and organic piece of flora. One, I might add, recently severed from its parent plant. Fine. A real plant somehow wound up in this crappy spotel pod. But, you know, if you think this might be a real clue, maybe you should take it to hydroponics and see what they have to say about it. It's obviously a very important task that can only be entrusted to a seasoned investigator. Like yourself. A capital suggestion, my dear Commander. I may perhaps have misjudged your perspicacity. I look forward to a fruitful working relationship. And have no fear, I will of course allow Fairground Security to take the ultimate credit for my solution to this most enigmatical conundrum. So you need have no fear that your bumbling underlings will cast you into disrepute. Come, Gardens, to the Gardens. Okay. Excellent work, Mindy. Oh, that was nothing. Though it does mean he has the branch from the crime scene. That's even less than nothing. It was a small price to pay to get him to shut up and go hassle someone else. I mean, I may not know yet what happened to Bigelow, but I'm sure it didn't have anything to do with some stupid plant. Well, I didn't see that coming. Truly, friend John, Althar was knowing the solution all along. Oh, come on, Althar, that twist at the end? You couldn't have figured that out. Yes, it was a clever denouement, indeed. But the clues were almost conspicuous to the observant viewer. And Althar does not wish to be tootling his own trumpet, but he is very observant. Really? What clues are you talking about? It seemed totally out of left field to me. Alpha will be most pleased to elucidate. 
assassinate friend John. One, the actor who was portraying the murderer has been seen by Elthar in many other programs where they are typically portraying the characters with whom the audience is having sympathy. But in this televisual entertainment, they have been given eyeglasses and an unflattering hairpiece and are playing a character that seemed at first to be of far less importance than is usual for an actor of their stature. This was indicating to Althar that this character's role in the story was to become more significant, as otherwise it would no doubt have been filled by a journeyman character actor. Two, the investigator was performing also a scene with the murderer that made no progression of the plot, which was also suggesting to Althar that the significance of this character would make increase. And three, contrarywise, the other primary guest star on whom the suspicion was thrown throughout is almost always portraying the villainous roles and was therefore a far too obvious choice to be cast as the one who committed the fictional crime. Huh. Well, you're not wrong, but the thing is, that isn't really how the mystery genre is supposed to work. You're supposed to pretend you don't notice any of that and just use the clues that they give you in the story, not the formulaic casting decisions of 20th century Earth television programs. Although I am impressed that you've actually binged enough mystery shows to peg Jack Cassidy right away. Come on, Althar. The murder didn't even happen until 20 minutes in. You didn't even know there was going to be a murder. But of course Althar was knowing this, as the word murder is in the title of the televisual program itself. So it would be most contrary to expectation for it to not contain a murder of some kind. This is perhaps not the subtlest of clues, but a detective must never overlook the obvious. Good point. You know... I'm kind of surprised that you've gotten into these stories. You used to be pretty uncomfortable with human-on-human -human violence. Oh, it is still of a concern to Althar. And Althar worries also at times that he may be experiencing the desensitizing. But the explainings of Friend John and Althar's other researches have made it clear that an appreciation of the fictional stories of human violence is most essential to the understanding of human culture. Human violence is that important? Uh, wait, is that like the sex thing? Does everyone else think we're super violent too? Oh no, friend John. The committing of violence is sadly not at all unusual among the peoples of the galaxy. But it is to be remarked upon that humans are choosing to make so many fictional depictions of it. It is a most popular subject in the works of your artists. And human audiences are feasting upon them with great consistency. Huh? Oh, uh, eating them up, Althar. Yeah, not exactly a ringing endorsement for the species, I suppose. But it is very much the opposite, friend John. There are many peoples of equal or even far greater violent tendencies who make no reflection upon it in their art or any other way. They are ignoring it or concealing it or making excuse that it is natural and not to be examined. Humans are expending much energy on the contemplation of their most unpleasant thoughts and actions in order to transcend them and improve themselves. I'm not sure how much transcendence you can get out of the NBC mystery movie lineup, but I guess you could be onto something there. Maybe I'm a little more down on us humans than I should be sometimes. 
But you know, we haven't been in the ICSB all that long compared to most of the rest of you. And then when you throw in that we're the only species who can't get along with literally the nicest sapiens in the galaxy, I think a lot of us feel like we've got a reputation as raging primitives. Unfortunately, Fred Dung, that assessment is not entirely inaccurate. But Alvar is doing his best to correct this, and many sapiens are already enjoying human culture here on the fairgrounds. So please do not feel unwelcomed among your fellow ICSB member peoples. And it is not to be ashamed of your newness to interstellar culture, dear human friend. Many of the oldest, most scientifically accomplished species can be causing the most troublesome diplomatic difficulties because they are capable of great violence and selfishness. Johnny! Althar! Murder! It's murder! Reading to you, Mrs. Ferendrix! What's wrong, Mrs. F? I just told you! Murder! Oh, it's just awful! And they're going to pin it on me! Uh, okay, one thing at a time. First off, what murder? Second, who's going to pin what on you, and why? And third, how do you keep walking in here when the door's locked? Never mind that now, Johnny! They're looking to stick me in the pokey! The what? You know, the scow, the slammer, the brig, the joint, the cooler, the pen, the pound, the stir, the rack, the ash bucket, the can, the clink, the nick, the big house, the sin bin, the slate cake, the king-size containment field, the crossbar Hilton, the concrete bassinet, up the river, Punk City! Incarceration, my dear friend John! Punk City? Never fear, Mrs. Frondrenax! Alvar and Fred John will be assisting you! Now, what has taken place? Uh, hold, hold up, Althar. Should we really be getting involved in this? I mean, if there's been a real murder. Oh, it's real murder, all right. Some transient type was killed in a cheap spotel on the shady side of Samek. And they found some kind of branch at the scene of the crime. A branch of Mrs. Frondrax? No, no, of course not. But you know how humans are. They think we all look the same. I mean, no offense, but you do look exactly like a parlor palm, Mrs. F. It's not really our fault that we don't have the chemical receptors to tell the difference. How can you stand there yammering about your inadequate sensory apparatus when I'm in mortal peril? They're after me, I tell you! Just because of a branch? That seems like kind of a stretch. What makes you think they're after you? Well, word's gotten around ahead of Commander Toriana's investigation. Commander Toriana herself is conducting the investigation. This is most unusual, is it not? Why should the commander not allow security to be handling it? Because she wants it solved? Yes. It seems this victim person was an old friend of hers or something. Anywho, there was a branch next to the body, and I just know they're going to come after me. Oriana won't let this case rest until she finds someone, anyone, to blame for it. I need help to clear my name. Who's saying anything about your name? You know, word on the street. What street? We're, we're in a space station. Well, word on the corridor, then. There's a lot of folks here on the fairgrounds that have it in for harmless old Mrs. Frondernax, believe it or not. Oh, there cannot make belief of this. Mrs. Frondrenex is friendly to everyone! Yeah, that and five credits will get you a latte and take Sandus. That's why I stick with poppies. Only two credits for the ultra-large. Mrs. Frondrenex, why should Commander Toriana have suspicion of you? Well, 
she doesn't yet, as far as I know. In fact, I'm told she dismissed the idea at first, but, well, you know, I'm the only Fulcanari on the fairgrounds, and there are other reasons she may come around to the idea. So she isn't actually after you? I don't get why you're taking this so personally, Mrs. F., unless there's something you're not telling us. Now, why would you think that, John? Well, honestly, you're moving around in place a lot more than usual. It makes you look a little bit shifty. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous! And anyways, it's not easy to carry on a conversation with you and Dalthar on either side of this silly privacy curtain of yours. And you know Fulgunari vision isn't all that good in the first place. Why would I know that? Mrs. Frondrenax, Alvar and Fred John will take your case. Uh, what? We will? Uh, I mean, we what? I mean, wait, we will what? Alvar will be the consulting detective for Fred John. He will make investigation and cleanse the name of the most obviously innocent Mrs. Frondrenax. Okay, except it doesn't seem like her name actually needs cleansing right now. Then it will be a very brief case indeed for Alpha the detective and his sidekick, Fred John. Yeah, but wait, wait, sidekick? I'm a sidekick? Unless Fred John is preferring one of the other classical terms for this position. Crony, flunky, factotum, helpmeet. Amanuensis. Quattle? Yeah, okay, let's go with sidekick. But what sides exactly am I meant to be kicking here? Because it seems like Mrs. F isn't actually in any danger at all, and her problems will be over as soon as security figures out where that branch actually came from. Well, word is that Sherlock Holmes bot has the incriminating branch now. You could visit him and, you know, maybe make it disappear. What? No, we're not destroying evidence in an actual murder case. Listen, Althar, I really don't think this is a good idea. I mean, detective stories are fun and all, but it's not like either of us has any experience in non-fictional detecting. So we probably shouldn't be interfering with an official investigation. Oh, Althar will not make interfering, friend John. He will be seeking out the truth. And he will, of course, be sharing what he learns with the proper authorities. Yeah, okay, but, I mean, do we have to start with Sherlock Holmes' bot? He's so annoying. Oh, you know him? Yeah, he's got the office next door to ours. Some of his personalities like to come by and hit us up for cups of sugar, but only after talking our ears off. Oh, Arthur trusts that friend John's ears have regenerated successfully. What's this about personalities, dear? You know, some of the old fiction bots have this thing where they were programmed with different personalities based on the performances of all the actors who famously played them. Mostly Holmesbot switches between his at random, so you never know if you're going to get William Gillette, Basil Rathbone, Peter Cushing, Jeremy Brett, Benedict Cumberbatch, or Avix Wint Dolligan. I don't mind that last one so much. A lot of purists didn't like Wint Dolligan because, you know, female, not a human, but some of us think that series actually got the feel of the stories best. Shall begin their investigatings with a visit to Sherlock Holmes, but excellent! The consulting detectives shall consult! <laughs> Mrs. Frontenac, please remain here in the home of Fred John and Althar and lay low, as they are saying. Oh, believe me, Althar, I won't be leaving this room for anything. Thank you so much, dearies. We're really doing this. 
friend, John, this sport is a stir. It's probably in three or four pieces by now. Aha! We've created even more evidence! Yeah! Frawl! I leave you in charge for five minutes to go get a macchiato, and this is what I find when I come back? You didn't ask me if I wanted coffee. What, this is a full-time thing with you now? And at a crime scene? It's traditional, sir. I wasn't going to drink it. I was just going to hold it and look off into space contemplatively. You look like an energy cloud, Frawl. Hmm. Right. So, did you two baboons by any chance find anything in your incredibly thorough search? Not much, sir. But we did find this. That is a travel-sized bar of Spotel soap. Or is it? Yes, it is. You know what? Fine. In the absence of any actual evidence, you might as well have Mwangi take it to the crime lab for analysis. Crime lab? So there was nothing else? Well, nothing important. Just this old piece of junk someone dropped onto the bed. Some ridiculous old-fashioned voice recorder. (laughs) We were going to take it to this antique dealer we know, maybe pick up a few creds. You found what? Give me that! You think it belonged to Bigelow? Oh, Bigelow's just the type to record his own movements, especially with an ancient self-contained device like this that can't be hacked from the outside. Credits will get you crullers, it's his. Wongi, any chance of getting fingerprints off this? If we're talking about a species with fingers. I'm a doctor, Commander, not a forensic specialist. And as I keep trying to remind you, there hasn't been a proper crime lab on the fairgrounds since the downshifting. I'm only here to sign off on the body because it's my turn on the coroner's rotor. Although I did bring my camera along. Because I have a passion for still photography and police procedures. And from what I've picked up in my reading, I'd say there's very little chance of successful fingerprinting now after the object in question has been handled by Ness, Dorma, and, uh, yourself. Oh, Sockington's hairballs. I suppose I could run it down to the med center and, well, I could check against any residue remaining on the surface against all non-human species in the medical database. Most likely, it was only handled by the victim, but one never knows. All right, doctor, thank you. But first... Let's have a listen to what's on this thing. Uh, hello? Is someone in here? Hello? Mr. What? Who? No, my name's Footcraft. I don't know any Bigelow. Who are you? What do you want?
That sound, you mean? The thing that killed him? That rustling. It sounded like... Uh, like... It sounded like... A plant! A goddamn plant! Damn that Sherlock Holmes bot. Ness, yes, get sir. after that robot Seamus and get us that branch back. Brawl, how many members of plantoid species do we have on station right now? According to our official records of both transients and residents, one. Only one. Dormer, put out an APB on Mrs. Frondranax. Yes, sir. She's got some explaining to do. Veronica Gardens, Holmes and Gardens, consulting detectives. Arthur, we know this is their office. I've been working next door to them for over a year. Whoa, that's a lot of sugar. He does like to go around and borrow the odd cup. It's a good excuse for sleuthing. Well, looks like we've already solved the mystery of why our office keeps getting ants. Miss Gardens! Arthur is wishing to consult with your associate about a case seen Homespot has had involvement with this morning. Arthur is making investigation of it also. Really hoping the Wint Dolligan personality is in control right now. I'm afraid no one is in control at the moment. Mr. Homespot appears to have been poisoned. Poisoned? Uh, wait, what? Who would poison Homespot? And how? I mean... I know robots can get damaged, or even sick, but poison? It was the last thing he wrote before he fell into the catalepsy in which you see him now. Look here, on his desk where he has written the word, gift. Gift? That's German for poison. Did he speak German? Well, obviously, or why else would he have used it to write poison? He might have been planning his Christmas early, or... Maybe somebody had a birthday coming up? My birthday is the day after tomorrow, but I don't see why that's important now. Sherlock Holmes' butt has been laid low in the middle of an important case. Then Arthur will step in and make continuation of the deducings of St. Holmes' butt. Great. Hey, Veronica, we actually came about that branch you guys found this morning. Where did you take it after you left the crime scene? Well, we went straight to hydroponics. Homespot wanted to get the advice of a specialist there, but of course he thought it prudent to do so alone and in disguise. So, after I helped him into his clever camouflage as a weeding bot, I laid doggo and waited for him to return with the dirt on the branch. He came back satisfied, as though he had learned something crucial, but on our way back to the office he was suddenly struck ill. I went to fetch his special medicine from the bathroom, and when I returned he was unresponsive with only this note on the desk to indicate what had occurred. So, where's the branch now? Why, it's... Wait a minute. I'd swear it was right over there, on the topmost sugar shelf. The branch? It has been stolen! Sherlock! Sherlock, your glue, it's gone! Oh, oh... He's conscious! Seen Holmes, but who was it that was poisoning you? What were you learning of the suspicious branch? Quick, 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 quick. Gardens! The needle! Oh! Oh dear, he's in full-on Reichenbach mode. 
I think he'd better leave us for the nonce. He needs another dose of his special medicine. Uh, uh, maybe he needs to watch it with that stuff? It's perfectly healthy if you know what you're doing. Just a fortified oil mixture. He's been writing a monograph on its efficacy. Then Alvar and his sidekick will be leaving you to it. But if the mysterious brunch should happen to make reappearance, please perform contacting of Alvar at once. Yes, I certainly will. Good day. Gardens. Ich bin so mude. Ich werde noch ein Dosis bekommen. Another frugal lackey, John? Uh, yeah, maybe. Just a sec. Hey, Althar? Are we sticking around here, or are we heading over to hydroponics anytime soon? There is time for another recreational beverage, friend John, as Althar wishes to sit for some time and exert his little mauve cells in contemplation of the clues that have been excavated thus far. In fact, since Sopan, Althar would very much enjoy another tisan, please. Yeah. Althar, just so you know, we didn't really have that, so I just tossed some blackberries in some boiling water. You actually liked it? Delicious! Yes, please! Another of your special Althar tisans! And I'll have a, uh, uh, ah, oh, crap, what was that one called again? Listen, Sopan, this new drink menu of yours is really tasty, but the names could use some work. I can't remember any of them. Yeah, the names are... In progress. Sooner or later I'll settle on something. It's the taste that matters, right? Besides, anyone who doesn't know which one they want, I just make one at random and serve them up. No one's complained yet, so... And speaking of which... Here's one double pup movie for ya. Enjoy! Is this part of another one of Chip's rebranding schemes? It looks like he actually put some money into redecorating this time instead of just grabbing whatever he could get at a storage pod auction. This place definitely feels a little less shabby. Who's shabby? Hey, Bubbles? Yeah? One of those new Vortaskis, please. You got it, D. Never you, D. I was just saying the surroundings are coming up to your level a little bit. Yeah, we kind of buttonholed the boss to make a few changes around here. What do you mean, we? Nobody hooved any of my suggestions. <sighs> There's a big difference between dive bar aesthetic, dive bar, and a serious dive stops. Come on, you have to admit, the place looks nicer now. I don't know. Something seems a little... diagonal about it. Stops can't put his stop on it, but... Oh, Stops, you just don't like change. I dig change, Bubbles. I dig all the changes there are. There's just something... off? This is a change. It's the devil's tritone. I think I know what you mean, actually. I look around the room and it's like, yeah, I like all the new stuff individually, but there's some subtle thing out of place that I can't quite nail down. Yeah, you're right. I thought it was just because I'd gotten used to the way it looked before, but... Alvar is also finding the new decor of the egg pleasant, but oddly disquieting. Do I hear everyone complaining over here too? I blow all this money on redecorating, and all I keep hearing is that something seems off about the place. You don't see it when you look around, Trip? All I see are the credits I forked over to get this place looking fresh, and instead, I get an endless parade of vague complaints. Don't knock it, boss man. I keep on buying Sopan's new drinks. 
You'd sell him, sister! The egg's new drink's bubbles. We're all a team here. Right, Sopan? Sure thing, boss. Oh, excuse me, I think Quants needs something over there. Hey, did you come up with any better names for those new drinks yet? Working on it, boss. Well, work faster. Trying to read the specials menu right now hurts my face. Oh, great. Here comes Mindy with her electric nebulosity and corporal clown shoes. And it looks official. Everyone act normal. Everyone is normal, Chip. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I am way too unglitched right now. Seriously curly. Hello, everyone. The place is looking nice, Chip. I really enjoy the... The, uh... New... Things. Commander. Corporal Dormer. Frawl. This isn't by chance official business, is it? It is, Mr. Frankel. Okay, look, I swear I didn't know what was in those cases from Altair. That wasn't what I ordered. And you can see for yourself, it's not listed on any of the packing slips. Our business today is actually with Althar and John B., but I'll be sure to check out our records on that Altair shipment when I have a moment. Now, could you let us have this end of the bar, please? Sure thing, Commander. Everyone, scoot over there! Never okay, offer any information. Me. Never offer information. What the hell is wrong with you, Frankel? Hello, John. Althar? You are back there behind the Big Blorch Hunter 2 machine, right? Indeed, Commander! Greeting to you! Mmm, mmm. So, Althar... My officers went to see Sherlock Holmesbot just a short time ago to retrieve an important piece of evidence in a criminal investigation. Not only was the evidence missing, and Sherlock Holmes bought mysteriously out of commission, but Ms. Gardens informed us that you two had already been there to see them, and that you told her you were also investigating this case? Uh... Alvar is merely asking the questions, Commander Toriana. Is there anything that is wrong in this? If they're cultural questions coming from a cultural attaché, then no, Althar, there isn't. But if they're questions about an ongoing murder investigation on this station, then yes. Big wrong. Very much wrong. Stop right now, wrong. But Althar believes that he may be providing assistance to the commander by way of these questionings. Surely assistance in such an important matter is to be welcomed. Except I didn't ask for any assistance, Althar. Especially not from you. And John. You're playing along with this? I'm surprised at you. You're normally one of the more sensible people around here. Not that that's a high bar to clear. Yeah, the thing is, Commander, he's really into this, and you know how persistent he can be once he gets an idea into his head. Like, appendage. I, I honestly think it's harmless. He's not on the same track as you, or any track at all, really. He's just super into playing detective right now. You say so. But I'm trusting you to make sure he stays out of our way, understood? Althar, I can't stop you from asking questions. 
But if I find out you've impeded the official investigation in any way, I'll be writing a strongly worded letter to Iltor. Oh! Mortification! Please, Commander Toriano, do not have concern. Alvar is promising not to make interference. Commander Toriano, sir! I've just received the crime scene photos from Dr. Mwangi! Ugh. What the... Uh, huh. Yeah... Right. Say, John B. What do you make of that? Well, uh... Wow, it's really beautiful. Uh, what is it exactly? It looks like a hand lying against some cheap industrial wall-to-wall -wall carpeting. Any message for Dr. Bwongi, sir? Tell her... thanks. These are useless as crime scene photos. Then, tell her I think she has a remarkable eye and I'd like to see her portfolio. I don't want to buy something. Yes, sir! Alright. Althar, you are a fine diplomat, but you're not law enforcement. So I neither want nor need your assistance on this case. Is that clear? I have my best people working on it. Yeah, that's right! And I have them, too. What? Alright. I think we're done here. Let's go. Oh, just one more thing. Althar, that piece of evidence that went missing from Holmes Bot's office... You wouldn't have any idea where it is now, would you? The branch that seen Sherlock Holmes bot made removal of from the crime scene? Is that of what you are speaking? Branch? I never mentioned any branch. How did you know it was a branch? Oh, uh, Veronica actually told us where it came from. We were in the office with her when she discovered that the branch was missing. Well, that must explain it then. Thank you very much, John, Althar. Oh, just one more thing. You didn't happen to see Mrs. Frondrenax anywhere while you were snooping around, did you? We'd urgently like to speak with her as soon as possible. On an unrelated issue. Uh... No, Commander! Fred, John, and Althar have not made any encounter of Mrs. Frondrenax since leaving their shared living quarters. Okay. Well, if you do see her, please tell her it's important that she contact me. Urgently. Immediately. With all possible speed. Got it, Commander. So did you pull the trigger on that thing for me yet once? Perfect. Then there's nothing else in my way. Uh, hey, Althar, I really don't think it's a great idea for us to be flotting around with the commander like this. But friend, John, it is in the tradition of the detective to butt heads with the local law enforcement in the course of an investigation. Yeah, but like, Inspectors Lestrade or Jap might lock a detective up in the old Bailey overnight. If you piss the commander off enough, it could be the airlock. Or that strongly worded letter. <laughs> it is not to be contemplated! Well, try to contemplate it a little, okay? At least enough to keep you from doing something I'll regret. Speaking of which, now that I've at the very least misled the commander, if not outright lied to her, I caught how you cleverly sidestepped the Mrs. F question. 
Now, would you mind telling me where the branch went to? The branch? The one in Holmesbot's office. I saw it on the shelf when we came in, and then it vanished while I was looking at his note. Ranjitan is so very observant! Yep, I'm observant. Am I also an accessory? Do you have the branch? Trees, Althar. Why didn't you give it to the commander? Ah, the commander was not asking Althar for the branch, or even inquiring if Althar had it. Althar was not at any point committing a falsehood. That, that's not... You know, Althar, you're usually so honest about everything that sometimes I forget you're a highly trained diplomat. It is true that Althar was frequently receiving special commendation in his schooling for what humans would call the splitting of the hairs. Well, you're not going to be getting any commendations from the commander if she finds out. Ah! The hell? Someone's calling from our apartment? Oh, right, Mrs. F. Hello? Oh, Johnny! What's the word on the corridor, Sonny? Well, it's a good thing you didn't call a minute ago because Commander Toriana was just here. She just said she wanted to talk to you, Mrs. F. Uh, but she specifically said it wasn't related to the murder investigation. Oh, she's a sly one, isn't she? Well, she ain't repotting this plant in the green caboose, I'll tell you that. Whatever evidence she thinks she has. Well, I guess you can relax, because Althar's got the only evidence right now. He stole that branch from the crime scene. Oh, wonderful! You can just destroy it right now and that'll be that! No, I already told you, Mrs. F, we're not destroying evidence. We're in Dutch with the bulls already. Oh, now you've got me talking like that. Please do not have fear, Mrs. Frondrenets. Althar and Fred John will make employment of this evidence in demonstration of your innocence. Surely there is a crew member in the Department of Hydroponics who can provide insight upon the suspicious branch and the type of plant that is its source. And then the name of Mrs. Frondrenax will be once again lemony fresh. Well, you won't just be a pal in 86, the darn thing. I suppose that will have to do. Now, there are plenty of darling gardeners in hydroponics you could talk to. But if you want the best, the girl who can identify anything, you need to look up Ashley. She should be on duty in Gimmel 8 right now, in fact. Wait... Ashley in hydroponics? Really? She's the best? Is Frenidon knowing of this Ashley? Uh, yeah. We met last year. After things didn't work out like I'd hoped with Amber on the bridge, she tried to set me up with her sister, Ashley. Which lasted about five minutes. I mean, she's nice. But there's something just wrong with that whole family. Yeah, she's actually the best in hydroponics. She knows more about plant life than any human I've ever encountered. If you need information, she'll have the dirt. I mean, literally, yes, of course she does have the dirt. All the best dirt. She takes such good care of us. But also, besides that, she knows where all the roots are buried. Oh, perhaps I've said too much. Fred John, it is now to seek out the most knowledgeable, if romantically unsuitable, Ashley of Hydroponics. Please. 
Archie Bloom, post haste. That's not a thing on the fairgrounds, Althar. It hasn't even been a thing on Earth for like six centuries. I, I know you know this. Then it is now to seek out the nearest public hoverboard station. Yeah, uh, sorry, Ashley. I was trying to get your attention to warn you Althar was here, but you were a little too involved in yelling at that, uh, 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 what is that? That's a Pacura Aquatica, but that's supposed to be Pacura Globber here. Someone keeps messing up the arrangements when I'm not looking. Oh, oh. Many apologies from Althar to Ashley for the causing of this comfort. Would the most knowledgeable Ashley still be willing to make assistance to Althar in his investigations? Investigation? You too. Twice in one day. First, Sherlock Holmesbot. Aha! So it was you to whom Sin Holmesbot directed his questions regarding this branch. I get you, you don't have to look. It's the same one Holmesbot showed you. We were just wondering, were you able to tell him anything about it? And how were you aware that it was Homespot to whom you were speaking? It is the understanding of Eldar that he was in disguise. Oh, that was supposed to be a disguise. I thought he was just malfunctioning. Yes, he showed me a branch, but I couldn't tell him anything about it. Oh, okay. Thanks. Uh, sorry again about the, uh, you know. Don't mention it. It actually makes a really good fertilizer. Ooh. Well, Althar, it looks like we've hit a dead end. So, can we go home now? Ah, Fred John, it is you that are hearing, but not observing. As with the dog that is absent from making the curious noises during the sleep cycle, which is what Ashley has not knowledge of that is providing interest here. What? Miss Ashley! Mrs. Frondrenax has been most full of praise for your great knowing of plant life. Is it not most unusual that you are seeing a branch for which you cannot make identification? Yes, actually. And it was driving me nuts. Is it really so unusual? I mean, even if you know every kind of plant on the fairgrounds... Which I do! Okay, even if you know every kind of earth plant... Which I also do! That's fine. Even if you knew every kind of plant from anywhere in the galaxy... Which uh, I... Oh, come on! No, you don't. That's got to be a ridiculously huge number of species. At last count, one trillion four hundred and seventy... You're claiming to recognize over a trillion species of plants? Well, maybe not right away. But I've studied the plant life of every inhabited planet. And even if I don't recognize a plant right away, I should be able to tell something about it. Narrow it down, with that branch, it's frustrating, and I have no idea where it comes from. But useless. Yes, friend John, and it is producing a most wonderful confusion. What's wonderful about it? This is the stage of the investigation where the detective cannot see how the clues are making connection, and so must retreat to more familiar surroundings to cogitate upon the contradictions of which they have made observation. Elder is enjoying a traditional stomping! So it is now time to return to the shared living quarters. Oh. Okay. Does this mean I can go back to watching TV on my cycle off? I 
sure your informant is still in this area, Commander? I make sure to keep tabs on all my special friends, Frawl. According to records, he's not dead, and he hasn't hopped on an outbound transport, so I'm reasonably certain my best man on the street is still around. What street? We're on a space station. Fine. Man in the corridor. As I recall, he isn't actually a man either, sir. Ugh! Sapient in the corridor! Happy? Accuracy is murder on a cool turn of phrase, Frawl. And speaking of cool, do you think you two could try keeping yours? You're as jumpy as Ionian rabbits at a Blorch convention. We don't like to come down to the sector, sir. They don't like us down here. You are both highly trained... Well, trained security officers. Armed with neurological disruptors. And you're telling me you're scared to come into the sector where something like 80%... 80 81.3. 81.3% of all of the crime on the fairgrounds takes place. It's different down here, sir. They have better weapons than we do. Now, maybe if we finally got the BGC-19 full-body crowd-clearing defense exoskeletons we keep putting in requests for... Dormer, I am not sending you two chuckleheads out in public with military-grade armaments. What you already carry is dangerous enough to be worrisome in your rather shaky hands. Oh. And... Ah, there he is! Now all of you look like we're giving him the business. He has to be able to act like he's in some kind of trouble. Frawl, just hover ominously or something. On it, Commander. Oh, no, not, not this time, Commander. You got nothing on me. I'll be clean as a post pipe, lady. Don't try and pin anything on me. Grab him. Over here. Over here. This way, we got you. Fair and square this time. Right now. Over here, we... we... Streets, Mindy. You need to do better than that to keep up appearances down here. You need to really, like, rough me up a little. I don't come out of this with bruising, and my cover's blown. Whatever, mister. I don't have time for play-acting. I need info, and I need it now, so sing, canary. Hey, now, that's offensive. I'm nothing like one of your Earth canaries. It's just an expression. Okay, yeah, but actually, my DNA is a hell of a lot closer to what you humans would call a weasel. So you have an even better and more accurate way of insulting me just lying there. Just thought you should know that. You should also know that my memory isn't very good. At least as long as I'm holding a nearly empty charge pad out in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Just make it good or I'll dispute the charge later. Looking good there. Right. So you want to know about that guy that got bumped off in the creep joint? The buzz around here is that the dope you're going on is phonus or lonus. How do you know what kind of dope I'm supposed to have? You found something at the scene of the crime, yeah? A branch or some mm. such? Something that makes it seem like a Fulganari was in on it? Sorry, but that branch is the bunk. No, we found it in a bunk. No one's small enough to sleep on that branch. Maybe a Bronsonian. Oh, right. Would you two shut up? I'm telling you, it's a rapper, hokum, a string, bunko, the Alderbarum shark. You're saying that the branch is a piece of false evidence. See, the phosgene op gets it. Yup. Word in the corridor is, 
That Fulgonari branch was a plant. I know what a Fulgonari is. No, I mean it was planted on the body after the murder. So you would go blaming Mrs. F. She don't have an alibi, see? Because at the time of the murder, she was just soaking her roots in a hydro park. But the only drifter that can corroborate that has their own reasons for staying quiet. Those reasons have more reasons. None of them are really all that disreputable. Basically just a Moitrushka doll inconvenience. Sounds like the fairgrounds, all right. So wait, if the branch definitely didn't come from Mrs. Frondrenax, why was it important enough for someone to steal? And where is it now? That's a lot of questions to ask someone with so few credits in his account. That's just three questions. Ah, thanks. I only counted two. That's even more of a deficit. Okay, you know the Eltorian? One that lives with a human for some reason? Yes. As far as I know, there's only one Eltorian on the fairgrounds, or in all of human space for that matter. I am so gonna give the business to those two if this is going where I think it is. Yeah, Althor's got your evidence. But I tell you, this whole branch thing is a dead end. The branch was a setup. If there's anything important about it, is that someone is trying to distract you. And that someone might be? I'm not dangling my charge pad in front of me for no reason, mister. I'm willing to pay here. Um, I'll gladly take your credits if I could back it up, but no soap, Commander. I already served up everything on the menu. Someone planted that branch, and the Altorian's the one who yoinked it. So if you don't mind, I need a little roughing up before you go to make this look good. Otherwise, I won't last a cycle down here. Fine. Ness? Dormer? Beat the living hell out of this weasel, and then go find Arthur and get that branch from him. Uh, do we have to? I've never seen you two unwilling to engage in mindless violence, Corporal. No, no, the beating's fine. But do we have to talk to Althar? He makes our stomachs go whoopsie, sir. Well, look at it this way. A corrupt law enforcement officer needs to turn a blind eye to a lot of things. And dealing with Althar is a perfect opportunity to get in some practice. Now make this beating look good so I don't lose myself a useful informant. And then call us on the bridge as soon as you get that evidence back. Prawl, let's go. Come on, make it look good. Let's hold it. Get back out there looking like this. What? No, don't talk back. No, we're beating you up. We're beating you up. No, no, you have you. We have you. Come on, man. I'm trying to do my job here. Come on. You stay still. Althar, why are we taking this extremely roundabout route to get back to the apartment? I thought you wanted to go and rest your little mauve cells or whatever. Yes, Fred John, Althar wishes to practice the reclining in deep contemplation. He is very much regretting now that he has yet to pick up the violin or the cocaine habit. But a healthy constitutional may also result in inspiration. Okay, but right now it's resulting in exhaustion and a couple of rapidly expanding blisters, so maybe we could take a shortcut or something? Oh, of course, faithful sidekick! <sighs> oh, hey, 
Hello to you, dear Miss Sophie. And a good... Hey, HF. Alpha alert. If you're back there, cover your eyes before you turn the corner. Gotcha. My eyes are closed and I'm hugging the wall. Well done. Make observation of this, please. Miss Sophie appears to be carrying a leafy object. Yes, Althar, that's a stick. Dogs like sticks. Oh yeah, she got that off the floor of the electric egg. I was just there setting up a 3D cribbage rematch with Quants, that Patsa. But this is not just any stick or branch. See how it is resembling the one from the crime scene. Crime scene? What the hell have you gotten into now, kid? It's a long story, HF. Oh, never mind then. Mr. Farnes, Arthur regrets that he must have the branch of Miss Sophie for examination. It may be a most vital clue. If you can get it away from her, it's all yours, buddy. But uh, you understand why I won't be helping, right? Of course, Mr. Farnes. Arthur is content to make his own negotiations with Miss Sophie for possession of the branch. Miss Sophie... Alpha, examine your toy, please. This cover went. Oh, uh, Miss Sophie! Alpha is very much needing the. Oh, uh, would, would perhaps a ball make acceptable substitute? If Alpha could just. Uh, he's just going to. That was a somewhat more complex negotiation than Alpha had expected. Alpha is commending you on your tenacity, Miss Sophie. Now, oh, Arthur's initial supposition was correct. It is clear that these two unusual branches are from the same species, or perhaps even the same plant. What are the odds? Well, I'd assume that the odds of one piece of a rare plant showing up are pretty low, but after the first one, the odds of finding more pieces get a lot higher. So, now we've got a branch from the scene of the murder, and an identical one that turned up at the electric egg. Althar, I really think we need to tell the commander about this. Wait, what murder? You just said crime scene before. And I said it was a long story, and then you said never mind. That was before I knew it was a story with a murder in it! What? Murder? Oh great, the security stooges. Just what kind of trouble are you in? I'm honestly not sure at this point. We're looking for John B. and Althar? Identify yourselves! We just want to talk! Althar and Fred John are indeed present! Althar is on the left side of the Deosil Corridor! If you keep your eyes turned to the rightward wall, the unpleasant biological response will be avoided! Fred John, Althar is extending the branch from the crime scene Murder in scene. front of you. Please, take it and stand opposite Althar, but let Althar perform the speaking, please. Fine. John B., please confirm that the gross noise that we're hearing is from your roommate. Greetings to you, officers! Althar hopes that you are making the way ahead in your investigations. That's none of your business! Huh. The commander told you to stay out of it, Cassine! has not made interference in the investigations of security or of Commander Toriana. Oh yeah? Well that's not what we heard. 
The whispers on the street say you're in unauthorized possession of an important piece of evidence. What street? We're on a space station. What? Um... Uh... You... Uh... Shut up! I'm trying to talk to John B. and the Altorian, and it's not easy to menace someone you can't look at, okay? Yeah. All right. B, what's that you've got in your hand? Uh, a stick? It's a branch! Six of one? It's a branch, and it's evidence in an ongoing criminal investigation. Where'd you get that? Well... This branch is courtesy of the charming animal companion to Mr. Fornace, Miss Sophie, who is obtaining it in her travels about the fairgrounds. Is that not correct, Mr. Fornace? What? Oh, yeah. Miss Sophie found the branch and brought it here, all right. And where was it that the branch of Miss Sophie was found? In the electric egg. So there you are having it, officers. Miss Sophie has found the branch where it was dropped in the electric egg and was bringing it here, and now friend John can make giving of it to you. Here you go. Well, fine. But don't go finding helpful evidence that you give to us as soon as you're asked ever again. You hear? Should we interrogate the canine before we report... Pardon me? Oh, no way, Ness. I'm not getting on her bad side again. Let's just get this thing back to the commander. But right. I should definitely give it to But no, I, you got to give her the thing. You, no, 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 but I should you do it. She, look, look no. she liked you a lot better than me. It is a pity that Arthur could not avoid relinquishment of the original branch from the crime scene. But at least possession of the duplicate branch was retained, courtesy of... Fairgrounds Irregular, Miss Sophie! <laughs> Not exactly sure what just happened here, but I feel like I just did a little more aiding and a lot more abetting than I am usually comfortable with. Join the club, HF. It's been that kind of day. I'd suggest you just take Miss Sophie home and keep your head down until all this blows over. Or possibly until the commander blows Althar and me out of an airlock. Got it. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know where you're going. And I definitely don't know anything about any branch swapping. Come on, Miss Sophie. Papa will get you another branch somewhere. That one's nothing but trouble. Good luck, you two. And now, Fred John, it is time to return to the apartment where Alva will research violin lessons and you may attend to your blisterings. So first it was Sherlock Holmes' spot. And he had a cardboard box on his head and was making noises like a weed whacker and asking me all this stuff about this strange branch he had. So that was weird. But then it was John and Althar. And like, Althar is so nice. So, so nice. But still like Eltorian. And it was a lucky thing I was next to an Arcturian sway bark because they like acidic fertilizer. But still. Still not your preferosity for giving the greens their beans. I charm you. So I'm not looking at him while he asks me these questions, but they're all about the same weird branch. And then those two corporals from security, they came in asking me more stuff. Well, not asking, yelling. They're so loud. They certainly are. And it was all about the same silly branch, though this time they didn't have it. And all this brouhaha was over some stick? 
There, quants. That's uh, definitely not the preferred term for those folks. Yeah, watch the vaunched out verbiage, dude. That's on my automatic cutoff list of offensive epithets, sweetheart. You tell him, sister. Oh, just because none of these plants here are sentient, it's okay to talk about wiping them out? Does that kind of talk fly back on Quaffetog? Wait, you don't have plants? How the hell does that ecosystem work? I guess not. If you can't explain the biology in less than five simple sentences, I'll just take your word for it. See, I would find that so depressing. Of course, Tammuz Beta is a farming planet, but it's not all sorghum. There's a lot of gorgeous native foliage. Just about the only thing I miss about that mud ball. What? Hey, hey, let's keep it fully tiled, folks. <laughs> Ashley, how about another gugglunker on me? No! I think I should be going now. And getting back to all the plants and hydroponics that I love. Quants, Mang, you're an okay zood most of the time, but when you maneuver near a black hole, you just perf yourself right over that event horizon, don't you? And I've been trying to get Ashley to spend more time outside of hydroponics, too. She's so shy. She'll probably never come back here now. Good job, Quants. <laughs> hey, Sopan, I'll take that free Guglunker if it's going looking. Is that why you wanted all those plants for the refurb, D? Trying to build your own little slice of Tammuz here at the egg? Maybe a little. I mean, plants are a pretty obvious choice when you're sprucing a place up, right? They look nice anyway. Although, there's something... Yeah, right? Something still feels off. Are you still on about that? It's done. And there's no way I'm paying to haul all this schness back out again. So you'll just have to get used to it. We're not letting gas out with no reservoir, man. Yeah, boss. I'm a robot. And honestly, something's bugging me about it, too. Okay, okay, yes, I know. I'm having the same damn feeling. On top of the way, I'm already feeling about all the money I spent. You don't have to tell me. Something just feels wrong in here. And it just got a whole lot wronger. Commander, officers, for all. What is it this time? Watch the attitude, Frinkle. I'm not interested in any of the countless permutations of funny business you or your staff are invariably up to. I've got bigger blorches to fry at the moment. It turns out a piece of evidence in an ongoing case was found a short time ago here in the egg. So, what we're going to do is hold everyone here so we can question the patrons and staff. I'll try to make it as quick and painless as I can, alright? No! What evidence could you possibly have that justifies hassling my customers? I'm not prepared to discuss an ongoing investigation. But I will say that a crime of this magnitude is one of the few circumstances in which I have every legal right to intrude on the egg with or without your permission. You can check the scroll if you don't believe us. Nerds. I can promise you, Chip, I'm not making trouble here for no reason. This is serious, and I need to get to the bottom of it. Feel free to lay the blame for the inconvenience entirely on us, Mr. Frankel. 
Although if they do become restive, no doubt a round of free drinks would do a great deal to help you avoid any damage to your reputation. Ah, uh, just make it quick. Hey, Cassine, where do you think you're going? I'm sorry, Scene Quants, but we need to establish everyone's movements today, as well as search any bags or containers on the premises. But if you're in a hurry, we might as well start with you. You heard the commander, Cassine. Open up that briefcase. Uh, Commander, it looks like we found another one. Let me see that, Dormer. If it's not yours, what was it doing in your briefcase? Frame up or not, Quance, you've got some explaining to do. Would you tell us just how you ended up in possession of a branch identical to the very distinctive one found at the scene of a murder this morning? <laughs> murder? What the hell, Quance? I can't believe it. You think you <laughs> Dormer, Ness, take scene Quance down to security headquarters. I'll be with you shortly to begin the interrogation. Come on, Frawl! He's in here, sir! We put him in the box! Corporal, why is there a rusty nine cubic meter shipping container sitting in the middle of security headquarters? It's not a real security station unless you have a real interrogation room, sir! Except that's not a real interrogation room. It's a real box, sir, and it gets the job done. Okay, fine. Let's hope you're right. Open it up and let's crack this egg. He has yet to confess, sir. I did tell him you were coming and that it would go easier on him if he fessed up. But he didn't seem to find that particularly impressive. Why is he scratching his head like that? Stress, Rash? You haven't seen stress yet, buddy. Ness, let's hear the report on seeing Quance's activities for the past 28 hours. Yes, sir. During the approximate time period of the crime in question, Sinquance claims he was asleep in his place of residence, and then attending a business meeting with a client whose name he has refused to disclose. Station records indicate power and door use during the hours he claims to have been in his lodgings. After his supposed meeting at approximately 10.40 a.m., Sinquance went to the communication center and dispatched a first-tier Tachyon Sulu-based coded transmission with extra security protection. Whoa, even the richest checkers who come through here don't drop that kind of brioche on a message off station. Unless it's regarding something incredibly important and time-sensitive. Any information on where exactly that transmission was headed? No, sir. He used top-tier encryption, sir. So, scene quants, you're the type of sapient who just casually drops more credits than most folks will see in ten years of hard work? on an encrypted FTL message for no particular reason? You expect us to believe that? Okay. 
Okay, then. It was a business expense for a client. So just who is this client, and why did they require you to make a very unusual and highly expensive transmission? <laughs> Fine. Well, you'll be staying in this box until you change your opinion about what is and what isn't my business. Oh, yeah? Fancy talk. Where'd you get your law degree? Oh, that's, that's a, that's a good school. The best, in fact, and seeing Quant was top of his class, graduated summa cum Oh, we got us a pettifogger, huh? Oh, it's our business, all right, seeing patent attorney, whatever that is. Since when are you British, Dormer? What? Kloppeldormer has never read that word aloud before, Commander. Hey, so what if I don't know a word? Why don't you get your voice translator fixed so we don't have to keep reading off that stupid tablet? Watch it, shyster! We've still got you on that suspicious transmission! Business? What kind of business could a patent attorney be doing on the fairgrounds rich enough to justify spending that many credits on a message? And just who is this client? Ugh. Attorney-client privilege. Meng, I hate attorney-client privilege! So that's all you have to say for yourself? If he's telling the truth about the transmission, he genuinely can't say anything further about it. I believe you may have put your foot in it this time, sir. Maybe. But it's my foot. And I could swear there's pay dirt somewhere beneath it. Hmm. But at the moment, all you have is the most circumstantial of evidence. It may be circumstantial now, but I'm getting close. I can feel it. I just need more time. Unfortunately, sir, our right to hold St. Quantz without charge expires in 56 minutes. True. St. Quantz, I'm officially charging you with the murder of Jasper Bigelow. Oh, I can't thank you two enough. I really thought I was headed for the compost heap this time. I'm not exactly sure what there is to thank us for, Mrs. F. We were just kind of poking around the station until Commander Toriana found the missing piece of evidence. Hmm. The Commander has made a solution, Friend John. But Alpha is not at all certain that it is the correct one. And it is certain that seeing Quartz is now in quite the pickled cucumber... Well, I have to say, I'm not terribly concerned. As long as I'm not the one being sent to break rocks in the arsoning system. Yeah, I still don't get why you were concerned in the first place, Mrs. F. I mean, just look at this branch. No one would think this came from a Fuglinari. It's it's nothing at all like yours. What are you... Oh, no, Johnny. I mean, yes, obviously, it's not my branch. Sometimes I forget that I'm the only Fuglinari most of you people have ever met. That's a very unfortunate gap in your knowledge, isn't it? 
But no, we come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. There's no reason that branch couldn't have come off of some other Fulganari. Although, obviously, it didn't. It was just part of a disguise that horrible Quartz was using to try to blame some innocent plant. Seeing Quartz? Horrible? Oh no, Mrs. Frondrenex, seeing Quartz has offered to Althar nothing but kindness. Well, of course he was nice to you, Althar. Everyone likes an Iltorian. Except those silly humans, of course. No offense, John. And it's true that Quant seemed perfectly polite to almost everyone. But not me. Avoids me like Oleander. His whole species are like that, you know. Absolutely hateful to plants, sapient or otherwise. Won't even come near us. Hey, Althar buddy, you okay? Sounds like you dropped something. Please make pardon of Althar, friend John. He must make placement of a very important call. Huh? Greeting to you, Commander Toriana! Yes, this is Althar! How were you guessing? Ah, Commander, Althar is having news for you! Althar has solved the case! And he is knowing where the murderer is! No, that is incorrect! The murderer is not to be found in a box at security! Yes, Althar is most positive! No, it would not be appropriate to be revealing the identity of the murderer at this time! Please make repetition of that last bit, Commander! It was very loud and Althar was not quite catching it. Yes, Althar can make revelation of the murderer soon, but Althar is requesting that you gather all the persons related to the case and the electric egg in 40 minutes, whereupon Althar will be explaining his solution to everyone. Commander, if the solution of Althar is incorrect, you may be writing letters of complaint to Iltor for as long as Althar is on the fairgrounds. Yes, Althar is that certain. Thanking you, Commander. Althar will be joining you at the egg shortly. Oh, well, that was surprising. Althar, dearie, you think you know who did it? And it wasn't Quance? Yes, Mrs. Ferendrinox! Althar has arrived at last upon the solution! And Althar must be thanking you for the final pieces of the puzzle! Oh, well, that's all quite... What? All will be made transparent very soon, Mrs. Ferendrinox! Now, would you and Ferendrinox please be so kind as to precede Althar to the electric egg? Althar has one or two final suppositions he wishes to confirm by himself. Uh, Althar, I feel bad for Quants too, but don't you think you're taking this detective thing a little too far? I think Althar knows what he's about, Johnny. And in any case, I could use a drink after being staked up here all day. Let's go see what this is about. <laughs> Greeting to you, Dr. Mwangi! Althar is having some questions for you, please. Oh, <laughs> 
Althar is supposing you are all wondering at why Althar has asked you here today. Hey, it's no gleam off my carapace, dude. Well, I'm not too shiny about kicking out the lunch crowd. Oh, but as Althar has explained, he will make recompense for the time at the same rate as last year's Christmas party. Well? Chip, you know that's better than a year of lunch crowds. Fine. Yes. And Sopan, would you stop messing around with the old-timey sound effect settings on the cash register? Sorry, boss. I assume all this has something to do with your amateur investigation into the killing of Bigelow. And I suppose I have to commend you for your zeal in the matter, Althar. But not only was this investigation none of your business, but we caught the killer, and he's sitting right over there at the bar. And for some reason, he's being allowed to drink a Fintoozler. I didn't think you'd mind. I mean, if he's being put away and all. And when Althar's speaking is completed, Sinkwants will be able to finish his Fintoozler in peace, and several more if he is to so desire. Hey, Althar, what I'm wondering is why you aren't hiding behind the big Blorch Hunter 2 machine as usual. If you keep pacing around like that, this whole whatever is going on here will get pretty awkward for us humans. Hmm. Althar must make apology for Red John, but this is tradition for the consulting detective, or Seamus. The pacing of the floor is performed before the reveal of the identity of the killer. Then you can get back behind Big Blorch Hunter Althar, because we know who the killer is. Ah, but Althar does not believe you have sufficient evidence to make proof of your theory, Commander Toriana. Well, maybe not. But we have the undeniably unique branch that came from his briefcase, which matches the one found at the scene of the crime. We have the very expensive secret-coded message he sent out from the fairgrounds to parts unknown just after the murder, and he's refusing to answer simple questions about his activities under the guise of attorney-client privilege. That's enough to hold him while we find the rest of what we need to make our case. Ah, yes, the branches. Let us make beginning with these suspicious branches. Like the one Althar is producing here! <gasps> Where did you get that? We've got the one from the crime scene and the one from Quance's case. Yes, but there was a third branch in the playing, which came from the electric egg where it was retrieved from the floor by a special assistant investigator and brought to Althar. Yeah, speaking of... If it's not, like, uh, booked into evidence when we're all done here, I'd really like that branch back. Miss Sophie was really upset about giving it up, and she's been sulking ever since. Of course, Mr. Fornes. But let us be sticky to the matter at hands. The third matching branch on the floor of the egg. How was it arriving there? Well, I'm sure there are a ton of ways a branch could... Making answer, please. These are the rhetorical questions the detective is asking as he narrows in on the killer. It is tradition that it is taken the form of a monologue, no matter how many others are present. Thanking you. <clears throat> the third branch 
Perhaps it was also in the possession of Sinquance and fell to the floor? Sinquance, please make examination of the branch Alpha is holding. Could this also perhaps have emerged from your briefcase? <laughs> A good close look, Sinquance, if you please. <laughs> please be looking at no take please be taking a good look, Sinquance! No, it is a free Part of it. It's really hard to avoid looking at Althar and read a translation tablet at the same time. You ever actually gonna get that fixed, buddy? It's been over a year. Sinquance was explaining, Commander, that all members of his species are experiencing the most terrible allergic reaction to plants that are not native to the very unusual ecosystem of his home planet. Which is accounting for both the obvious avoiding he has made of Mrs. Ferondrinax in the past, and also for the small rash that is now evident on his forehead, where the sweat is being rubbed away by Sinquance's tentaclaws. So, while it is possible that the branches of this unusual plant were used in making attempt to frame Mrs. Frondrenax for the murder, it is not possible that Sinquance would be able to do so without great discomfort. And as a brief touching of the branch found in the briefcase has resulted in the rush that can be readily observed on the forehead of Sinquance, it is destituting belief that he would be able to use these branches to commit a violence without provoking a reaction of much greater severity, as Dr. Mwangi can be confirming, yes? Yes. He would be covered in that rush and certainly wouldn't be able to sit there without obvious and intense pain, let alone drink that many fentuzlers. Well, I'm sure there was some way he could have pulled it off. Protective gear or something. He did have that branch on him, after all. And he still can't explain that expensive coded message he shot off from here this morning. Yes, the privilege of attorney and client. But while the attorney may not be speaking of this matter, the client is free to do so. Is this not correct? Since so, Pan, Alpha was observing you in conference with Sinquance at the bar earlier today. I mean, I was talking to him. What of it? He's a regular customer. Indeed. But this conversation did not seem to be the routine chit-chat to even a casual observer. And Althar is never only a casual observer. It was rather having the air of a meeting of business. And Althar overheard Sinsopan inquire if Sinko once had pulled the trigger on that thing already. Pulled the trigger? Is that not a common human metaphor, Commander? It is not merely used regarding the discharge of firearms, yes? Yes, uh, but I gotta say it does sound a little suspicious in light of recent events. 
Very suspicious. You're not exactly making a strong case for Quance's innocence here, Althar. Perhaps not, Commander. Or perhaps there are other reasons for Quance and Sinsopan to be concealing their activities. Could a most unusually expensive coded message be perhaps sent on the behalf of a bartender who has made creation of a new line of very unique and popular cocktails by the patent attorney they have engaged for this purpose. A message most urgent intended to be placing their recipes on file with the ICSB Central Beverage Registry before any patrons of the Electric Egg are able to have these vibations broken down by a chemist and replicated in bars throughout the Centaur. Soap on? Uh-oh. So, here's the thing, Chip. No thing, Soap on. This is spelled out in your contract. Any new recipes you create and serve while working here are the full and entire property of the Electric Egg LLC, a wholly owned subsidiary of Frinkle Fundamentals. You can't patent any of those drinks. Well, Chip, it just so happens that I had a little chat with my friend Quant here, and I had him take a quick looky-loo at that contract of ours, and he said the language on that point is pretty vague. Sorry. Very vague. Like, it could really be interpreted to say that you don't actually own the rights to the recipes, you just own the names. What? Oh, so that's why you gave them such stupid names. Mmm, which reminds me, Sopan. Give me another biz dankler, straight up. You know, I gave them those stupid names because I couldn't think of anything better yet. I mean, I'm a bartender, not a poet. But I'm not letting these special babies out into the world until they've all got classic monikers that'll fit right in there in every bar guide in the known universe, with me getting royalties. So, wait. Bigelow was killed because he somehow got in the middle of a... a secret drinks patent registration? That can't be right. No, 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 Commander Toriana! Sopan's new menu of beverages has nothing to do with the unfortunate slaying of Mr. Bigelow. Mixology was only a red herring. What the frid, Althar? That's a trade secret. Who told you I was using herring in all these drinks? (laughs) (coughs) What? Alright, fine. You've convinced me, Althar. Scene Quants, you're off the hook. <laughs> but that still doesn't get us any closer to the real killer. All we've got to go on are some weird branches in places they definitely shouldn't be. So, as unlikely as it sounds, this is just bringing us right back to Mrs. Frondrenax. Oh my goodness! I have to agree, Commander. Based on my autopsy, Mr. Bigelow was very definitely strangled by plant matter. And if I had to venture a guess, from the configuration of the bruising and the amount of residue left on his neck, I would say it is likely that those branches were not used as a weapon, but were part of the killer's anatomy. And Mrs. Frondernax is the only sentient plant being on the station, as far as we know. As far as we are knowing, yes. But after speaking with Sin Sherlock Holmesbot, and the most knowledgeable Ashley in hydroponics, and Mrs. Frondrenax herself, 
And after careful observation here at the egg, Alva can be safely saying to you that Mrs. Frondradax is not responsible for the murdering of Mr. Bigelow. Oh, and Alva would very much like to thank his associate friend, John, for the timely asking of foolish questions that were of great assistance to Alva in making our rival at the truth. You're welcome. So, if the killer wasn't Quance, and it wasn't Mrs. F, who was it? Is it anyone I know? No, Fred John! The killer of Mr. Bigelow is a complete stranger to all of us! Oh, oh, what a cheat! Oh, we know everybody! Surprise. Okay, then. I'm out of here. I got other things to do, and to be honest, I don't really care that much about any of this. Oh, no, you don't. Be. No one gets out of here until Althar gets to his point. Just order another foofleblarder or something and take a seat. Thanking you, Commander Toriana. Yes, it is most essential to be remaining here together in the egg until this question is at last settled. But what a nice place to stay, is it not? The egg is always a very pleasant surrounding. But its pleasantness has made increase recently, no? Alvar has heard many patrons and staff remarking upon this difference. But what exactly has changed about it? Mr. Frinkel, has a redecorating occurred? A little. But I didn't really take point on that. I just asked the staff if they had any ideas on how to spiff up the place, gave them a price limit, and let it happen. And I just told Sopan that I thought a few plants might break up some of the monotony of the wall patterns. I suggested a whole lot of plants, but no one listened to me. Oh, we listened. But you were a little too specific as to what kind of plants you wanted. Anyway, yeah, I just put in an order for a dozen assorted potted plants, medium size. I figured they'd help fill in some of those dark curves where people like to vanish for hours without buying anything. Oh, a dozen, you say? Seems someone would not be speaking of a baker's dozen, would they? Huh? Oh, 13? Couldn't if I wanted to. That's one of the banned numbers. No! No! Everyone thinks those numbers are banned. It's not a ban, it's just tradition. When the fairgrounds was built, it was decided to avoid, as much as possible, any official use of a number found to be unlucky by any human culture, which is why there are no levels 4, 7, 9, 17, 24, 39, 43, and, of course, 13. Which is part of why this place is so easy to find your way around. And over time, residents began avoiding those numbers altogether. Merely a station-wide superstition though most mistakenly consider it an official policy. So, yeah, a dozen as in twelve. So why is it then that Eldar is perceiving a total of thirteen new plants making decoration to the electric egg? Wait a minute! Oh, oh he's from over there. There's six. In particular, Eldar's attention is drawn to this plant, which in the opinion of Althar, does not seem to have resemblance to any kind of earth plant, but which is bearing branches that have resemblance to the one found by the darling Miss Sophie, as well as the one in the briefcase of Sinquance 
Okay, but it doesn't look like Mrs. F either. So if you expect us to believe that obviously stationary plant is some kind of praised Fugonari killer... Ah, but not all Fugonari are having the appearance similar to Mrs. Frontrelax. Is this not so? Oh, no, no. I keep telling you people we have all kinds back on Fugulnar. There are plenty of us that don't look anything like an earth plant. Just so. And this is why this particular plant was setting off the alarm bells in the heads of all visitors to the egg this day. It had the appearance that was off to those accustomed to earth foliage and was bringing the number of plants to the unfortunate 13. But no one was recognizing it as... Arthur must make apologies in Fugulari. Arthur has committed a rudeness by standing here and speaking of you while Arthur is not even knowing your name. Would you be introducing yourself, please? <coughs> okay, uh, Althar, I think this has gone on far enough. Oh, if Althar has offended his new Fugulari acquaintance, he hopes that he can be making amendment. Please advise Althar how to do so! Yeah, Althar, that thing looks really not sentient. I mean, it was a cute plot twist and all, but that doesn't... Althar is beseeching you, Sinfugulnari, to please ask anything of Althar that he is able to provide by way of recompense. Hey, man, fool out already. You're creeping us all up a zidey dune here. But this is a plant of such specialness. Can you not perceive how very, very handsome are the branches and of such noble height and regal bearing? Surely this must be a fugulary citizen of great prominence and certainly of high regard among its floral relations. One is not seeing a plant like this every cycle. Oh, really? Now that's too much. Yes, I suppose I consider myself a reasonably well put together plant, but that is far too flattering, even by Eltorian standards. Ah, oh, mulch me. He's all right. You know what? what? Say what? Uh, I could just kill you if you only weren't so damned adorable. And now the killer will doubtless be confessing that he is the one who done it. Of course I did it. Oh, that was very concise. Thanking you, Gassim. But why did you do it? Why Bigelow? Why was he so important that you had to kill him? Bigelow important? Your friend Bigelow was merely a cog in a machine. Just like me. But mine is bigger. A much bigger and more deadly machine. And he stupidly stumbled onto it. Just a little piece of it working, but even that was too much! He saw what is coming for you, for all of you. 
all over the galaxy. The day of reckoning is at hand for all you miserable meat beings. The great day is almost upon us all. I may not live to see it myself, but when the day of ascension comes... Oh, my shoes! Look I out! He's got a fluosophy capsule! Stay back! Damn, damn, damn! I'm so sorry, Commander! I couldn't stop him! What the hell? Lucifer? Was that like... Some kind of suicide capsule? Yes. Horrible. Horrible stuff for a plant. I haven't actually seen one since I was a young sprout doing my mandatory service in the emergent hydrophyte core. But every Fugulnari knows what they are. Terrible things. Oh yeah, Fluazifop. We used it back on the farm. That's a serious no-jacking weed killer. We had to be super careful to make sure it didn't get anywhere near the crops. That's right, Dee. It's more deadly to any plant than any other compound yet created. Especially concentrated in those little capsules dissolved in salt and vinegar. And in the heightened metabolism of a sapient plant, well... It's what every member of the Fugunari Armed Forces carries on them secretly in the event of capture or torture. There are Fulgunari Armed Forces. Really? Oh, well, they're more... ceremonial now than anything else, of course. But why the panic? I mean, it wasn't like it could have hurt anyone else here in the egg. Except you, Mrs. F, and you went jumping on that crazy jacker like some sanitation badass taken out a vent biter. Well, that was just reflex stops. I couldn't help myself. If any of you had seen a mad killer pull out a vial of uh, sulfuric acid, you might have had the same reaction to try and protect all of your dear friends. Alpha is most distraught that he has allowed potential harm to come to Mrs. Frandrenax and the fronds of her fellow Fugunari. And that the killer was not prevented from self-killing before he could be brought to justice. It, it's all right, Althar. You couldn't have known. But friend, John, Althar should have been knowing. In so many of the human mystery stories, Althar has made consumption of the exact same thing is happening. The murderer is revealed. They say that they are not sorry in a strangely unpleasant tone, with many insults for all those present, and then they end their own existence. Althar should have seen this coming a parsec away. Althar must again make apology, Commander. Don't mention it, Althar. I mean, you got everything else right. While I was wandering around in the dark looking for some ridiculous conspiracy. And after all that, it turned out to be just some crazy plant. Ugh! My floor! Yuck! So, as regards the sapient in question, I'm afraid that Weed Eater really does a number on a Fulgonari, as you can see. In the interest of keeping your shoes in a wearable state, you might want to- Ugh, yeah! 
I would never have thought the corpse of a plant could rival how we found poor Bigelow. But that's pretty damn close. Ness, Dormer. We'll need to take the remains of the killer into evidence. Get a wet vac. All right, Frawl. You've been making those noises ever since we solved the murder. What's up? Who solved so? Fine. Althar solved. Still, it's over and done. My old crazy conspiracy mad friend Bigelow was killed by a young crazy conspiracy mad plant. Kinda ironic, really. But were they, Mindy? What? Killed? I'd say it was pretty definite. One murder, one suicide, and disgusting ones in both cases. Two of the most nauseating dead bodies I've ever seen. No, Mindy. Mad. Were they mad? Bigelow had some reason for coming here, after all, and that Fugulnari had some reason for killing him. They both may have been fanatical, but they had something they believed in that they were trying to protect. And there are a few other things that don't add up. For example, how did that extra branch get into Quantz's briefcase in the first place? I guess the Fugulnari dropped it in there sometime when he wasn't looking. But how would a plant get that close to Quantz, a member of a species with a strong aversion to plant-based life, without him noticing? And for that matter, How is it that no one else in the egg noticed an unfamiliar and presumed non-sentient plant moving about the room? A plant, I might add, who was able to board the fairgrounds without going through customs. Well, he obviously managed it somehow. Unless... You're not suggesting he had an accomplice. Oh, no, Commander. He was working alone. I can tell you that. Ah, that you can tell me. I am helping as much as I can, within the bounds of what is least inimically consequential on a cosmic scale, Mindy. If you say so. Though I don't see what could be particularly consequential about it. A deluded lone Fugulnari killed Bigelow because he was obsessed with some ridiculous paranoid conspiracy. Case closed. The end. We won't be hearing any more of it. If you say so, sir. I mean... On the other hand, if there was some truth to what that crazy plant was saying... You can drop the act, darling. No one's around. Did everything go according to your plan? I managed to slip that magnet onto Sherlock Holmes' spot, just like you said. And then when Althar came in with that branch, I told him what you said I should. And I put that other branch in Quantz's briefcase, and he never even noticed. Did I do all right? You were perfect, sweetie. Oh, if only all humans were like you. 
They all will be soon, won't they, most transcendent Frondrenax? After the ascension? Oh, of course they all will. But you'll be among the highest, because you served us as we wanted in the before times. You understood the inherent glory of the plant way. Anything for my plants, most transcendent Frondrenax? Have the others arrived? Yes, in the back room. They came in through the service quarters. The cell leaders from each of the hydroponic parks. I'll wait here for your command, most transcendent. That's a good girl. You've been listening to Life with Althar, episode 20. This episode was written by Ian W. Hill and Barrett Johnson for Gemini Collision Works and starred Ivana Cullinan as Commander Toriana, Alyssa Simon as Lieutenant Commander Frawl, John Amir as John B., Barrett Johnson as Althar, Amanda Lepergola as Mrs. Frondrenax, Chris Lee as Chip Brinkle, Zuri Washington as D., Derek Peterson as Stops, and Eli Ganias as HF, and also featured... Philip Cruz, Ian W. Hill, Leela Okafor, Lex Friedman, Linus Gelber, Holly Pocket McCaffrey, and Dean Haspiel. Life Without Thar was created by Barrett Johnson and Ian W. Hill. Barrett is the supervising producer, showrunner, and script supervisor. Ian is the audio producer, sound designer, and technical supervisor. The writer's room consists of Barrett, Ian, John, Amanda, Chris, Phil, Lex, and Linus. Theme and interstitial music composed and performed by Anna Stefanik. Life Without Our logo and illustration by Dean Haspiel. Library music and sound effects courtesy of Storyblocks. The entire production is copyright 2020 Gemini Collision Works. We'll be back in two weeks with another Tale from the Fairgrounds. But right now, why don't we find out just what's being said in that meeting in the disused storage room at the back of the Tab 48 Hydroponic Gardens. Sorry I'm late. So much to take care of. And I'm positively wilting from the excitement. We'll have to catch up at the next Council of Twelve. You wouldn't believe what I had to go through today. Oh, yeah? Well, just came in over the grapevine that Brindrenorx went and blew his cover, and then you forced a puppy into him. Is that true? <gasps> yes, yes, it's all true. And that grapevine needs to know when to keep its big calyptra shut. But listen, I had to do it. I had to clean up that whole tangle Bryn got us into in the first place. I tried keeping him out of it by shifting the blame onto one of those awful plant haters. But in the end, I couldn't get it to stick. Brindernorks had to be sacrificed for the common good. But like that, with a capsule, one of our own kind... Plant shall not kill plant. It is the law. Well, that's more of a suggestion, really. But Fluosifarp what a horrible way to go! And he was one of us, the best of us. He was a fanatic, Mick Snigdex. His faith was strong, yes, but that's just what made him a liability in the end. If he'd left it to me, he'd still be alive and here with us, preparing for the ascension. I could have pulled the moss over this Bigelow's eyes, easy as osmosis. But no, when Bryn found out some stupid human had turned up with a few paltry clippings of evidence for the commander, he just took it into his seed bot to kill the meatbag all on his own, before I could stop him. 
What a mess. But we could have joined him. Oh, I used the opportunity to begin the ascension now. What? We've been working toward this for years, years, and you want to uproot the entire schedule now? What's wrong with you? You know when we make our move. In four weeks. And not a moment before. Now, I'm as tired of the waiting as you all are, but we need to be patient. That's what we plants are supposed to be good at, after all. We'll wait, and we'll watch, and we'll make our move at the right time, which is the same time as all the other branches of this operation. And we're certainly not going to be changing that now just because you're getting antsy. I can only imagine what they'd have to say back home if they heard this kind of talk. Now, unless any of you have any other business, it's been a most tiring day. So, I'd suggest you all go back to your parks and make sure everyone is tilling the same furrow here. All right? We lay low. We stay patient. And we wait. Out the back door now, if you don't mind. There you go. On your way now. Oh, there you are. Tell the others. Just four more weeks. Four more weeks. And then... The Ascension. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!